Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your wonderful presence today. Speak to our hearts. We receive it and we are grateful in Jesus' name. Lift your hands and welcome the Holy Spirit. Just tell the Lord, open my eyes today. Open, touch my heart today. Let me not have a stony heart. And let me not be resistant to your wonderful word. We receive your word. We thank you for your word. In Jesus' name. Thank you. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Glory be to God. Well, what a blessing. I want to say thank you to all of you for your birthday wishes and goodwill. God bless you. And may you also be celebrated. Amen. Today I want to share with you about prosperity. Turn with me, tell somebody prosperity. Yes. Isaiah 55. Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the ground, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse number 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Amen. So today we want to look at prosperity of the word. Yes, prosperity of the word. All right. It's still prosperity, but it's prosperity of the word. Amen. Now, it says, verse 11 is your uh, homework for memorization. For the young and the old, please. Isaiah 55, verse 11. Honestly, if you stop memorizing, it looks like you are getting a bit old. Yes, so for the young and the old, must know Isaiah 55 and verse 11. What does it say? So shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I, God, I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. And you must memorize in the King James. All right? How many, did you know that when Alzheimer's and dementia sets in, apparently, they say that the neurons are not connecting. So they, they, they say that one of the ways to prevent it, because it's coming more common now, is to keep learning something. And no one should say, I can't learn anymore. 
something. I can't study. I can't memorize. You know, I want to encourage some of the greater love people to pass the exams to become pastors. Don't say that you can't learn anymore. You can't do this anymore. No, it's not good to say that. You can. There are some aunties and uncles who can pass uh, exams. You know, because in the first love church, we, are, we accept the old and the young. Yes. It's a church for everybody. Yes. So, you must be able to remember, this is one of the famous verses in the Bible. Isaiah 50, so shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It will not come, just come back like that. But it will accomplish something. And then it will prosper in the thing where I sent it. It will prosper in. So when the word of God comes into you, it will prosper in you. That's the whole idea. The word of God will prosper in you. All right. So that's what I want to uh, share a little about today is prosperity. But prosperity of the word. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, the word of God is a very, very fantastic thing. When we say the prosperity of the word. Because in John chapter 1, verse 1, we see the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So if we are talking about prosperity, we are talking about prosperity of God in you. Which is quite amazing. Now, the word prosper in the Hebrew is the word chalak. Chalak. Good old chalak. Which means to break out. So it's like when the word enters you, it it breaks out in you. Then it means to come mightily. Like it it becomes powerful in you. You get it? Because you see, people hear the word, but it doesn't become mighty in them. When I say that I had a quiet time, and I heard the spirit of the Lord telling me, go to your first love. Go back to your first love. That word prospered in me. That's how come we are here. It has become something mighty in me. So by the time I understood, and it took some time, when I said go back to your, to, to your first love, I was wondering what love again. Because I thought that I love God. What again? Do you see? But after some weeks, uh, it, came up, it came back to me again. And the circumstances which were happening in my life at that time showed me the first love. And that's why when I started the church, I said I will call the church First Love Church. Because it, it was from a quiet time when the Lord spoke to me and so that word which he had given to me had, it prospered in me it became mighty it became a big thing you see what I'm saying when, when you say that the word is prospering it, it, it becomes a big thing yeah it becomes a big thing so the word chalak It means to break out, to make progress. 
So when you see somebody whom the word of God is making progress in you, it means that the word of God is advancing in you. Not that you were just carried and you just came and sat there and the preaching went on. You fell asleep. Or even if you were awake, it didn't seem to do anything in you. But God is showing us that the word prosper, being applied to the word of God, is a very wild thing. It says to succeed, to advance, or to push forward. So the word of God now pushes forward and pushes out the demonic thoughts and demonic ideas that you have. And demonic fixations that you have on how to behave. Traditions and patterns in your life which have been there for a long time. The word of God is now pushing forward to sort of take a higher place in your life. That's what it means that the word of God is now prospering in you. It's it's becoming more of what's important to you. More of what's important to you. That's why I said in Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It will just not pretend like that. But it shall accomplish that which I please. And it will prosper. It shall prosper. It will push forward and take a main place, its real place in your life. All right? Now, when you become rebellious and you start following evil openly, it means the word of God has been pushed out. It's no more the main thing. But other thoughts and other ideas have, have taken over and been able to push the word back and push the word down. So, I want to encourage everybody in this amazing message on prosperity that the word of God should prosper in you. It should chalak in you. Yes. Now, prosper, it means to flourish. Yes. It's like it's becoming a big thing. Yes. So, like this preaching, become a big thing to you. Every parent would be happy that the word of God has become a big thing to, to your child. Yes. Ah, because your child can come with some other ideas and come up with something you'll be surprised. Oh, now I'm into whatever. God forbid. So, may the word of God prosper in you. Flourish. Come mightily. And then another one is to break out. Break out. It's like it's, 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 it's come out of hiding. When the word of God comes out of hiding, it's now a main thing to you. That's, that's how my word will be. God is talking about his word that his word will prosper. When the missionaries came to Ghana, and they, a lot of them settled along the coast. I think in Cape Coast, the Methodists were there, and um, the Presbyterians. You know, the first uh, Methodist, uh, what is his name? The Danwell. Yeah. That's why they named the insurance company after him. Danwell. He was a missionary. Then, um, in Accra, Christian Borg Osu 
Have you seen Osu Presby? Yeah. That whole place, a missionary place. There are streets called Mission Streets. Missionary Street and so on. Over there. The missionary, that's where, that's where they were. Then, you know, they died. So there's a cemetery opposite Osu Cemetery for missionaries. Just opposite. It's not in Osu Cemetery. It is to the side. Just missionaries. Yeah. Now, you see, the word of God was, and then along the uh, west east, along the eastern coast, I think Keta, that whole side, they also went there. And the missionaries were there. So, you see, now the word of God was stuck on the coast, from coast to coast. You see, but God says about his word that, my word there, it will not return void. But it will prosper in the thing where I sent it. That means it will break out. So it broke out from the coast. You can't, you can't keep us on the coast. You can't keep us on the coast. We are going out. So the word of God broke out in Ghana. And went up. True or not true? Today, you see, they, they, they came to the mountains. They came to the um, hills. Equipe Mountains and the other one. And they went. And it kept breaking out. Went even to the north. Yes. So shall my word be. It will break out and not be restricted. Yes, but initially when the word of God comes, it's like it's cocooned, like it's something small in your life. But then it will break out and dominate. That is why they say Ghana is more than 70% Christian, which is a very large majority of Ghanaians. 70 plus percent Christians. From the coast. Huh? In Cape Coast, I'm sure Takradi too. I don't know where, I don't know the missionaries. Or the, but along the whole coast, with the, or, I'm talking about the original missionaries to Ghana. The, from one end to the other, they were here. And when you cross into Nigeria, Badagri, right at the border, right on the coast, that is where the missionaries came. Those of you who at Chimota School, I think Slezer House, there was this lady. She was a missionary to, to Nigeria. Yes. If you know Slezer House in Achimota School. Name after her. Hmm? Those of you who didn't go to Achimota. Sorry about that. Now, let's go back to John chapter 1 verse 1. Today my message is very short, but it's very powerful. In the beginning, the beginning of your whole life, eh? the beginning of your good life, it's, it's going to be the word. The beginning of your life. When your life starts, is the word. Now, the word which you are hearing was with God. You see, it's difficult to fathom or understand, but there are some things you have to believe. And the word was God. Look, we human beings should get used to the fact that we don't know a lot of things and we don't understand. I hear a large part of our brains are not working. Did, has somebody told you that before? I hear a large part of the brain. It's like, it looks like it's just a small function, a small aspect of our brains. Because this talking on the phone to somebody in Australia, these things have been there all along. It's taken us 2,000, 6,000 years to, to know how to make a phone call. Can you imagine? It's a bit slow. 
And most of the information has come in the last few years. So it looks like we are struggling to learn. And I'm sure you would, you would be wondering, like, how can, you know, how can this computer, how can, yes, we, do not, we also don't understand. But it's fantastic and it's true that the word is God. And the word was with God. The word is God. It's wild. That means that you don't have to joke with the word at all. You must quote the word and you must depend on the word and the word must prosper in you. It must become a big thing. When you are a pioneer, which means that you don't have anyone in front of you, it's more difficult. So you really need something to guide you. Take these submarines which go under, under the downstairs. They've had years and years without any problem. But can you imagine the first person who went there trying out the submarine? God, this one that happened was not the first. There had been a number of times. How much more the first one? You have to do calculations and depend on things. So when you are the first and going on in your life, you, you, that's where you see that you just need to be a follower of the word. Otherwise, you don't have much guidance. That's why in Job 29 and verse, look at verse 2. Verse 2 of Job 29. He said, oh, that I were as in months past. Let's read verse 1 because some people will think there's something suspicious in verse 1. Moreover, Job continued his parable. Okay. All right. So verse 2. All that I wear as in months past. I wish I was, it was like my olden days. Yes. As in the days when God preserved me, like I was really held by God. Verse 3. When his candle shined upon my head. You see, when thy word is a, a, a lamp to my feet and a, a light for my path. Okay, so let's go back to verse 3. When his candle shined on my head and when by his light I walked through darkness, this life. Darkness is this life. You see, when you finish school, that's where you see there's darkness. What should I do next? How many have realized that after school there's darkness? So should I go left? Should I go right? Should I work here? Should I, work? should I do masters? A lot of people are in school because they don't know what to do next. True or not true. You don't know what to do. Where, where should I go? I've gone to all this school. I don't even know what to do with my life. So he said, look, let's just continue. <laughs> because I don't want to come out into life. I don't know what to do when I step out into life. I'll show you what to do when you step out into life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. What a blessing. Oh, when his candles shine and when by his light. Everybody say, by his light. Underlined by his light. By his light, I walked through darkness. So the word of God is going to be a light that is going to show you what to do. What to do about marriage. How do you think we know about marriage when you've never married before? And when many marriages are ending in questions and continuing in exclamation marks and progressing with comma, 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 question mark. Hey. We, we don't know what to do. So we just go to the word of God and then we just sort of like just read what he says and then we try and just do what is there. That's all. Because we don't really know what to do. The darkness is too much. Those guys who went downstairs to the submarine, it's black. No, I think those who don't swim, perhaps you don't understand. Because when I swim, I open my eyes without the 
thing that covers. I, I, I open my eyes. So I, I, as I'm swimming, I am, my eyes are open. So I can see in the water. That is in a swimming pool. Now in the sea too, I also open my eyes. Oh yes. <laughs> to see what I can see. Now this Atlantic Ocean here, you can't see much. It's dark green. When you open your eyes, it's dark green. You can't see much. When you go just a little bit more, it's, it becomes black. Like if you come down, it's black. Now you are navigating, and at the top is waves that go like if you are down there, you will see a wave that goes as high as the ceiling there. It goes up like this. So if you are in the if you are in the water, like if you're on the sea like this, you'll see the, the wave go up there. And it, another one will come up. And you are just here like this. You are just looking. <laughs> Oh yes. Oh yes. And you go down, down, one one kilometer down. Do you know one kilometer? One kilometer is from here to maybe uh, the traffic light down there. Then you go two kilometers. Which is going towards Medina. Eh? Downwards. Then you go three kilometers going towards Adenta. That is only downwards. Downwards. Oh, yes. And then four kilometers only downward. In blackness, total blackness. You've got to trust something. You got to do what? You got to trust something. And what they have is a small video game on a screen. You look at that one. Somebody's got to be crazy. Elena, <laughs> you can come towards the front. Yeah. Somebody's got to be crazy. Yes. But you go down, you have to trust some. Tell somebody you have to trust something. Look, we are more than 10 kilometers down in darkness on earth. We don't even know what to do. I hope you get what I'm saying. The darkness is thick and the water is wild. Huh? What is the water? All around, all around is something that wants to kill you. Demons. Hey. Demons. Devils. Demons. And you are in some small protection. Huh? All around. And you don't know which way to go. And you are just in it like this, moving, 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 moving. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. So, we are in great darkness. Yes. Should I divorce my wife? Do you see? You have to look on the screen and see what is saying. Because you don't know. Amen. Because you don't know. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Because you don't know what to do. Should you divorce? Should I marry this one? Who is older than me? Should I marry this one? 
check your screen. You know, one of the things when the submarine was lost, my, what I was thinking that maybe when it went down, it was dark. And then you know a ship has things that stick out. So I was thinking that maybe this, the, it went and then it, because it, it's moving. So then maybe as it went, the, something got, it got stuck on something. Do you see also, a, a metal held it so it had been chopped under the boat. And it couldn't come out. Yes. And you see, when you go inside the submarine, they come on top and then they, they bolt it from outside. So even if you come up, you can't come out. That's why they were searching the sea also. Because it could have come up. But when you come up, you can't open and you can't breathe. So the darkness is deep. So in Job, he said, when his candle shined upon my head and when by his light, by his light, I walked through darkness. Lift your hand and say, I'm walking through the darkness by his light. I'm walking through the darkness. Should I marry this fair colored girl? Check your screen, please. And read what is there. Should I marry this delicious looking voluptuosity? Read Proverbs chapter 7 and Proverbs chapter 5 and you will know maybe what to do. What should I do to prosper? By his light. Look at the verse. He says, when his candle shined upon my head and when by his light I walked through darkness. This life eh, is all about walking through darkness by his light. When I was in secondary school, I gave my life to Jesus. Then the time came when the Lord said to me, give thyself wholly to these things. By his light, I just carried on. Yes, that's how come I'm here today still preaching. I've been a Christian for so many years. Serving the Lord and working in the church. Amen. Are you with me? So, today I want you to have in your mind, let's look at verse 4 of Proverbs 29. Now it says, as I was in the days of my youth. Now I want to say to every young person, in the days of your youth, the secret of God, that is a revelation, something hidden from people will be given to you. Yes. And when the secret of... Oops. What is this? Is there oil on this? Oh, wow. Somebody's got to be crazy. <laughs> Somebody should wipe off this oil, eh? Dangerous. Not now, not now, not now, not now, not now at all. When the secret of God was upon my tabernacle, that is a revelation from God. You know... Job said, oh, as I want, in verse 2, he said, I wanted as it was in months past. I want some good times again. Yes, how it was. At that time, there was a revelation. What revelation did God give to me? He gave me, he said, from today you can teach. From today you can teach. As a young man, this revelation, I don't know if an old man can carry it. From today, you can teach. You are a teacher. Wow. This was a secret. Nobody knew. No one ever told me that I could teach. Teach? But you see, he said to me, from today, you can teach. That launched me into teaching. I thought my group, my whole church was from here to here, four rows up to here. I believed it. Well, you know, young people, we have faith. How many young people have, like, you have energy and faith? 
There's something wonderful and it's going to work. Oh, yes. Amen. <laughs> oh, yes. Then he said to me, give thyself holy. Another quiet time. Amazing. He says, the secret of God was on my tabernacle. The secret of God was on my tabernacle. It was on my head. The revelation. The revelation. The revelation. Ah. When I get revelations here, I start walking. The, the effect is I start to, I sort of end my quiet, my quiet time sort of comes to a conclusion. I start, I start moving around. I said, because something has happened. Yes. Now, this word of God, whatever God says to you, may it Prosper. I'm talking about prosperity. I'm sure you've forgotten that the topic is prosperity. This is the topic today. Prosperity of the word. Let the word prosper in you deeply. It's going to change everything about you. Yeah. Now, how do you let the word of God prosper? You see, that's why you have to listen to it again. Those of you who don't have podcasts, raise up your hand. You don't have podcasts. It's a special thing. We'll give one to you. Raise your hand. You don't have podcasts. How many have podcasts? Raise your hand if you have it. How many don't have it? Raise your hand. Yeah, after church, we'll give you one. Do you know what podcast? We'll give you one after church. Free of charge. Yes. Ah, what a blessing. blessing. Listening to the word. Then as it goes, it starts to have an effect. You start start listening. Let me tell you something. eh? Don't listen to many messages. Listen to messages that are checking you. That is checking you. It's revealing something to you. And it is a plenty. You have a little of this, a little of this, a little of this, a little of this, a little of this. None of them are prospering in you. Yeah. It's not checking you. Yes. Because you see, it hasn't changed you. It hasn't changed you. Sometimes I have my quiet time from the same place again the next day because I realized that it hasn't entered so I it hasn't prospered it hasn't even accomplished something before it to prosper yes so God God is going to change your whole life and you see a Christian you don't have your Bible you didn't read your Bible today and you, you, you moved out you moved out of the house and you are not afraid. Sometimes I'm going out and I say, I've not read my Bible. Hey, I will take my trousers off and go and sit down, take my Bible, and look at this. I've read my Bible, then I move. Hey, you have to be afraid of moving out. You see, because Joshua 1 it says, This book of the law will not depart, it's, you shall meditate on it, and then thou shalt have good success. So, to have a successful day, you should have read your Bible and meditated. So if you want to go out without having a successful day, then you'll be moving out. You've not read your Bible. And you've not meditated on it. And you're also happy to move. You're just happy. And you want to, you want to pass exams. So yeah, I'm ready for my exam because I don't... Okay, okay, go. You go and do the exams. You don't want success. Yes, you want success. Get to the word. Let the word prosper in you. Oh, yes, I'm going to preach. And you're going to preach. You might have your quiet time that is different from the preaching. You see people are having their quiet time, but they are just preparing to preach. Shame on you, Pastor. Shame on you, Pastor. You are like a hyena. Do you know what a hyena is? Hyenas, they eat, they eat, they swallow, then they vomit it out and give to their children. Huh? Hyenas. 
you swallow, you digest it small. Then you eat. You've listened to some small message and some half baked word. Then you bake it half baked. Then you come to church. How can it work? Half cooked. Penguins also do that. Yeah, they go, they swallow the food, they bring it, then they bring, they regurgitate. They have a special, you know some people can make themselves vomit. Eh? These people who have some of this, you know, some screws are loose. Yeah, there are people who can make themselves cry too. Watch out for those. You get used to it. When they start, I say, hey, stop, 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 stop. Stop. Stop the crying. Stop the crying. Let's be serious. <laughs> yes. I feel somebody's life is going to change. And you see, when the word of God becomes a main thing, when somebody talks to you, you say, what does the Bible say? Huh? If somebody tells you, oh, loyalty is not uh, important. You say, ah, ah. Then you quote a scripture, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 2. What does it say? It is required. Scripture. It is required in, a, in stewards that a man be faithful. Because the word is in you. Or you quote to him Proverbs 20, 28. Try that. Proverbs 20. Change the version. Amplified. Amplified. Loyalty and mercy, truth and faithfulness protect the king. And he upholds his throne by loving kindness. Change the version. More, more, more versions. Yeah, keep changing, keep changing. Ampsi and other versions. You see the word loyalty. Loving kindness and mercy and truth. Change the version again. Uh, the people's loyalty. He says, the king, no, no, go back to that version. It says, the, his throne is upheld by the people's loyalty. Those who say loyalty is not important. Another version. Change the version. Yes. Loyalty and truth. American version. Preserve the king. And he upholds his throne by righteousness. Loyalty. Another version. RSV. Change the versions. NIV. Love and faithful. Loyalty and faithfulness preserve the king. And his throne is upheld by righteousness. Give me another version. Yes. Loyalty and faithfulness. Those who say that is not important. Another version. Love and truth keep a king safe. Faithful love makes his throne secure. Yes. Or love and truth keep a pastor safe. A church safe. Faithful love makes his throne secure. Change the version again. No, change the version. You, you find an ERV. ERV. A king who is loyal and true will keep his power. Loyalty will keep his kingdom strong. Loyalty. Loyalty. So, those, so when somebody tells you, what is that? It's not important. Then you come up with scripture. I think ERV is quite a good one. A king who is loyal and true will keep his power. So the pastor must be loyal to the people. Then it says, loyalty will keep his kingdom strong. So by the grace of God, loyalty has kept the church strong for all these years and made us stronger. If somebody says, 
divorce, you come up with a scripture where the Bible says, when you divorce uh, except for adultery, it is wrong. But then you also have other verses in the Bible. Isn't it? Whosoever shall put away his wife, saving the, for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her, that is divorced, committed adultery. Do you see? So he said, It is the word. We're going by the word. Hmm? Or not? Yes. Now, then there are other ones which says, uh, Jesus said, Who's, if anyone leaves his father and his mother and his wife, and his children for my sake, that one he will receive a reward. That's in what? Luke 20, uh, 21 or something, 18, 29. Luke 18, 29. It also said, I say unto you, there's no man that has left house or left his parents or left his brethren or left his wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake. Uh The word of God. So you say, "Ah, then what is the word of God saying? It's saying what it's saying. You decide what it means. (laughs) Amen Everybody say his candle Is guiding me Amen Now I want you to look forward To God speaking to you Through his word In the beginning was the word The word was God So when God Is in you And he is Prospering in you It means that his word Is prospering in you His word Is prospering in you Amen 1 Samuel chapter 3 And then we'll be coming to the end How many know this famous story? 1 Samuel chapter 3. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no vision. Now look at what he says. The word, the word was precious. There was, change change the version please. Change the version. In those days, a prophecy from the Lord was rare and visions were infrequent. (laughs) Change it back to King James. Because in the King James version, it says the word was precious in those days. And then you see the the semicolon. With, with me, what does semicolon mean in English? It means that is to say there are no visions. So it means that the word of the Lord is equal to a vision. When there is no word, there is no vision. That is why when the Lord speaks to me, and I'm talking about even from my Bible, I know that there's a vision. Yeah. It's very wild. It's it's, it's so wild. Now, verse 2. Beautiful. It came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, his eyes began to wax dim and he could not see. Verse 3. And the lamp of the Lord went out and Samuel was laid down to sleep. And the Lord called Samuel, and and he answered, Here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. 
And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered and said, I called not my son. And he lay down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed. You see, the word of the Lord was not yet revealed. In other words, he, he, when the word of God is not revealed, you don't know that it's a word. You don't know that it's like a vision you are having. You don't know that God has spoken just that single word. The word was not revealed. That's why when he heard, he didn't realize this is God speaking. You see, I may be preaching now, but suddenly God will speak to you. And out of these same words, if the word of the Lord is revealed to you. So beginning from today, eh, you never hold the Bible and not have the word of the Lord revealed to you. God will be revealing himself to you all the time. Oh yes, he'll be revealing the word to you. So the Lord called Samuel again the third time and he arose and went to Eli and he said, here am I. For thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go and lie down and it shall be, if he call thee, thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called us at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel. Eh? which the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all the things I have spoken. For I have told him I will judge his house forever for the iniquity that he himself knows because his sons made themselves vile and he restrained them not. Therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged with sacrifice nor offering forever. That's serious. There's no forgiveness. And Samuel lay until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. So then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he answered, here am I. And he said, what is the thing that the Lord has said unto thee? I pray thee, hide it not from me. For God so do to thee and more also if thou will hide anything. In other words, you will reap if you hide. And Samuel opened his mouth and told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord, let him do what seemeth good. All right. And Samuel grew. And the Lord was with him. And did let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beer, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. Now, before I read the last verse, I want you to get this. Samuel, Samuel. And he ran to he ran to Eli. Everybody should. Hey, going downstairs is a little dangerous these days. Listen, the word of the Lord is like it sounds like the word of a man. Otherwise, how would he have come to him three times? When he called him, it was exactly like a man calling him. So you have to. No, to somehow distinguish. You see, most of us are waiting to hear, see an angel standing there in full color, in three dimensions, and to speak with English. Do you know the language the angels speak? Before you believe that God has spoken to you. That's why we don't hear any no word of no Lord. You don't hear no word of no Lord. Because I may be standing there and chatting with you, casually, and you, it's not revealed to you. Yes. So this is one of the big issues about supernatural things. They are like natural things. That's why you may see an angel, but because you don't believe, you will not see the angel. Yeah. So I may be preaching, and God is actually speaking to you. And you think that he what knows is talking. Yes. And that's going to be your mistake. And that's why it takes an experience sometimes, a little more experience with God than you realize that this one is, yeah, this is one of those things. Yeah. Mm. 
before we built the Hope Center, I slept and I woke up weeping about some people whose legs were cut off. But I knew that the Lord has spoken to me that I should do something for these kind of people. That, that was all. I didn't need anything else. I was, I was so happy. That's why we built that whole hospital. The whole hospital is based on that vision or dream. It's only based on that. And so is the eye hospital that is being built up in the mountains. Yes. For only blind and eye, eye those, those problems. Yeah. That, that's how come I'm in full-time ministry. Because the word of the Lord is a very wild. If it prospers in you, eh, it, it really changes your life. Yeah. The word should enter you and prosper in you. That's prosperity of the word. Yeah. It should stay in you and be boiling. Look at verse 1 again. Look at verse 1 again. It says, verse 1 again. Somebody's, somebody's put on verse 1. Okay. And the, the Samuel ministered the word of the Lord. Huh? And the word was precious. There was no vision. Which means there's no vision. Look, when you hear a word, like even just Sunday morning, just, just, just like now talking, if you hear a word, it's like a vision. Try to believe. You are waiting to see. You want to see like a white screen. Look, most of you, your idea of a vision is a projector screen. How many have seen a projector screen before in your visions? You see, I also haven't seen a projector screen in my visions. Yes, you are waiting for a projector screen with a movie. They say, yes, I'm seeing a vision. I'm seeing a vision. It's not like that. The word of the Lord. Now, I want you to see a famous verse which you are going to underline. I want you to remember. It's a little difficult to memorize because this verse changes the words and almost similar with the two parts of the verse. Are you ready to understand what I'm talking about? Do you want to understand this famous verse? Are you sure? I don't know whether you really want to. I'm going to Zimbabwe. <laughs> you see, when I went to Zimbabwe, they told me that you've been saying every day you are going to Zimbabwe. And so we are welcoming you here. <laughs> now, let's look at this same chapter, the last verse. Remember at the beginning, that's when the Lord was appearing to Samuel. Do you remember? Yes. Uh, and then he appeared to him. And then, I mean, he had that vision. And the Lord said, I'm calling you. And then he gave him the word. All right. Look at the last verse, 21. Verse 21. Now, it says, and the Lord appeared. You see, this is what you have to understand. Appeared. Like, God has appeared. Again. Why? Why did we say the Lord appeared again? For, for, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word. By the word. That's why we say the Lord appeared. Because the Lord revealed himself by the word. The word came again. So it means that the Lord appeared. Hey, I, I think I'm leaving because I don't think, I don't think you are getting what I'm saying. Yes. 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 Yeah. Put the scripture on. People can't believe the scripture. The Lord appeared. So at another place, Shiloh, the Lord appeared again. You see, like the first one. Why? <laughs> why? That's why he gives the reason for. The reason why he's saying the Lord appeared again for is because, because the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Wow. I think I'm done for the day. Yeah, this is it. Yes. I'm going home. I've done my best. <laughs> yes. Yes. You want God to appear to you? He says the Lord appeared again. The Lord appeared again. The Lord appeared again. For, because. 
The Lord appeared. So the Lord has been appearing to you, been looking at you. So, hey, clear from there. When the Lord appears to you, the, hey, karate on the Lord. <laughs> you want a projector screen and a video, and then you say, Yes. God has appeared to me. That's why you are not in the ministry. That's why you are not in the ministry. That's why you are not in the ministry. Yeah. You see my preaching, somebody said, but he's not preaching. He's talking. He's just talking. That is also what I have. You see? Uh, and, and I'm explaining to you that when the Lord said, from today you can this much most no talking, this is what God has used. What about yours? Some of you are better preachers. But when the Lord appears to you by the word of the Lord, you say, hey, and then you throw the Lord to the back. Those at that side, they are bored. I mean, like what I'm saying, those in the corner there, they, they, they are not interested in such things. And those upstairs there, they've traveled to Takradi. And those in the corner there, they've gone to Axim. Beginning from today, let the word of the Lord prosper in you. Let it go, turn it over, and let it break out. And become the main thing in your life. Yes, the main thing. Oh, yes. You know, this morning I was praying in the, in the dark, and then from out of Isaiah, something jumped. I said, Wow. I, I suddenly had energy. A man who was feeling sleepy, I was just started walking around. May the Lord be appearing to you every day. May the Lord be appearing to you every day. Stop saying you don't have visions. Stop saying you don't have visions. Stop saying the Lord doesn't appear to you. Stop, stop that rough death. Stop saying such things. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh. For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Wow. 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 The first time that Samuel received the word, it didn't prosper. It couldn't break out. Second time, it, it also just bounced off. Third time, it bounced off. It was Samuel said, listen, when the thing comes, let it sink in. I used to have a friend, you know, a brother called Bensa. He used to say, let it soak in. Let it soak in. Let it soak in. <laughs> we all had Kenneth Kagan tears. He used to say, let it soak in. Let it soak in. Let it soak in. Let the message soak in. We used to soak. We don't listen, we soak. Yes. Have you soaked it in? I'm soaking it in. I'm soaking it in. I'm soaking it in. Tell your neighbor, here we soak. We are soakers of we are soakers of messages. Soakers. We soak things in. I don't listen to messages here. We soak it in. That brother used to say, let it soak in, soak it in, soak it in. We used to soak in Kenneth Hagin messages. What a blessing. Every standing. Let's go home. Let's go home. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. It's enough. This one there, if you are not full, if you are not full by now, I don't know what will make you full. Let it soak in. Let it soak in. And the Lord appeared again. 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 For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word. The method was the word of the Lord. When the word of the Lord came, he said, God has appeared. Yes. You see, when you get this revelation, you realize you are having multiple visions in your walk with God. In your walk with God. And it's giving you a lot of life. It's changing you. You realize you are having many visions in your life. In your life. When the Lord said to me, see this man, Receive him as this. He says, the Lord, the Lord, like a vision. Receive this man, honor him. That's all. It's a word from the Lord. Yeah. 
May the Lord give you many visions as you read your Bible, as you pray, as you come to church. Ah, and may the word of the Lord prosper, prosper in you now and forever. Your holy hands in the air, Father. Thank you for blessing the church to prosper. Prosper, the word to prosper in us. How many visions and dreams have you had? How many words from the Lord have you had? How many times has the Lord revealed? Lord revealed Himself to us. Said, "Make a U-turn. Make a U-turn. Make a U-turn." Like the prodigal son, make a U-turn. The Lord revealed Himself. May you receive the prosperity of this holy word. Father, we give you praise and we thank you for the many visions that you've given to us. Appear, Lord, appear. Appear and let your word flourish and prosper in us like never before in the name of Jesus. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church, Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.